Welcome on in, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 11 of Let's Go Racing with David Stark. Tyler Jones here with you. So glad to have you with us. Coming up on today's show, we're going to preview the 2021 NASCAR season. It's being dubbed the best season ever. What's it going to look like? We'll break it all down for you. Plus, we're going to announce David's racing plans and more as he joins us right now, live from Daytona International Speedway, the world center of racing, the site of Sunday's Daytona 500. David, appreciate the time as always. Thanks for joining us from one of the greatest scenes on the planet, man. Dude, it's awesome, man. Anytime you're at Daytona or any NASCAR racetrack, I mean, you know, to, to get to do what we guys do and uh, race cars and be part of the media, just part of a great, a great sport, a great industry. It's awesome, you know, but Man, I love being here at Daytona. It's always been one of my all-time favorites. And uh, anytime I think of the Daytona National Speedway, man, I think about NASCAR racing, you know. And uh, But pretty cool place. Even though I've been coming here for a long time, it's still, man, when you drive through that tunnel and come to this speedway, it's something very special. Dominic Oregon from the RacingExperts.com joins us. Dom, man, we've been to Daytona a few times. That's such a special place. It, it kills me not being there right now. I know you feel the same I, way. I feel you there, Tyler. Absolutely. I've been to three Daytona 500s. I've gone to the July race at that time a couple of years back. And man, David, I think we're just going to be living through you this week. And it's so cold here in New Mexico. We're going to be getting snow on Sunday for the Daytona 500. So shout out to Lori and Bob Kroger. Thank you guys for the hoodies. They're, they're keeping me warm. Tyler, Lori wanted me to ask you too if the, if the hoodies both, be keeping you warm with that We both weather. represented today. We both represented today with our uh, David Starr Let's Go Racing show. Yes, we love you so much, Lori. Thank you so much for for all you do for us. Yes, we appreciate Lori and Bob and the the Kroger uh, people for uh, helping us out and getting us uh, sporting good on the uh, David Starr Let's Go Racing front. David, uh, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time about the way my Chiefs performed in the uh, the Super Bowl with that whole debacle to Tom Brady and company, but – uh, we go from one Super Bowl to the Super Bowl of racing. Uh, you know, if you're just a sports fan, this week from one thing to the next is just just awesome. You got to enjoy it. Man, no no doubt about it. You know, and uh, man, I love my Kansas City Chiefs, but uh, but man, I'm a big Tom Brady fan. I just love his. Uh, you know, the the he's such a he's so into the game and. Uh, I love that he's 43 years old and he's still one of the top three or two, one of the all-time best quarterbacks and still winning football, uh, you know, still winning Super Bowls. I, I, I love his determination, you know, the, that heart and that passion, that determination. And, and it's nuts. You hear the stories, you know, when he, when he came to, to Tampa and when he joined the Bucks. you know, you hear the players talk about, you know, when he called, when he called the players and he, when he's visiting with the coaches, you know, how – how much he's into the game, you know, and, and you really don't get to hear those kind of stories until we do. And I just love it that he's still 43 years old and that burning, that, that desire and that passion is there to continue to win Super Bowl. So I'm a big Tom Brady fan and not as great as the all-time great NFL quarterback in history and will probably be one of the, the best forever in our lifetime. But as a person, you know, the way he treats his family, his kids, his wife, his mom and dad, and what he does in the community, and the, and the things you really don't hear about. But Tom Brady as a person, I'm a big fan of his. And uh, even though I wanted the Chiefs to win, I was I was really cheering for Tom Brady as well. So uh, not everybody can win, but man, what a what a 
you know, this it I was surprised by the outcome of the game. I thought that the the scoring would have been closer. It would have been a nail biter to the end, and I was just surprised of the whole game, but not surprised of Tom Brady's performance. You know. Yeah. Well, and uh, you mentioned Tom Brady. He got his uh, seventh. Super Bowl ring, and that puts him, when you talk seven, among sports greats, Jimmy Johnson, Dale Earnhardt, and Richard Petty have seven titles. You mentioned his age. We've seen a lot of NASCAR drivers have a lot of longevity. Is there anyone in, in maybe the NASCAR community that makes you think of Tom Brady that you see some resemblance of? And, you know, I just – you know, you look at – I mean, you just – you know, Dale Earnhardt, Richard Petty, Jimmy Johnson – you know, Jeff Gordon, you look at these guys, you know, in, in our racing business, you know, these quarterbacks, man, they get beat up. They're, you know, I can see how their career can be, you know, their careers aren't, aren't as long as what you see a Tom Brady's career be. But, you know, I'm fixing to say, man, these big linebackers, when they hit these quarterbacks, man, it, it takes, you know, it, it takes a toll on their bodies. But, you know, I'm thinking about our industry and NASCAR. I mean, you're hitting these walls and flipping and, all the things that the drivers go through, but the safety has come a long way. The safety has come a long way in our industry, and obviously it has in the NFL. So, uh, you know, does, who comes to mind? I, you know, I, I don't really know who comes to mind, you know, because, uh, you know, I mean, you, you can talk about Morgan Shepard and, and um, you know, some of the guys that have been doing it a long time, but the difference is, you know, a Morgan Shepard in our NASCAR race, and I think, Last he competed last year, he was 75 years old, you know, but you, but, you know, he doesn't have the accomplishments that Tom Brady has, you know what I mean? And uh, the championships and the, and the wins, uh, you know, you look, look at some of the older guys, Richard Petty and David Pearson, when they got to towards the end of their careers, you know, they wasn't, they wasn't performing like a Tom Brady is still performing, if that makes sense. So it's hard mm -hmm. to kind of hand pick which driver comes to mind, and I can't really think of one myself. Maybe you guys can, Dominic. What I mean, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I would maybe make that comparison to Jimmy Johnson winning all those championships as the format changed and, and making that same comparison with Tom Brady. As the league has changed, he's continued to stay on top. And I, I, I don't know, it's kind of hard, too, when you look at all the different eras because Richard Petty won in a different time. Dale Earnhardt won at a different time. So I don't, I don't really know. I think it's such a, a hard question to answer. But I would say those seven-time champions, hey, the greats win seven. Michael Schumacher included, too, with Formula One. <laughs> so there's a lot of great seven-time champions, and now Tom Brady's a part of that club. Yeah, the, uh, the elusive seven-championship club he is uh, now a part of joining uh, some of those greats that you mentioned. All right, David, we're, we're not going to beat the bush here. We're just going to get right to it. Uh, 2021, uh, I'm sure everybody's looking forward to just turning the page from 2020. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be an exciting racing year. We know you're down in Daytona. David, tell us what your plans are for 2021. Well, you know, it's uh, – man, you know, you're just fortunate. I have been fortunate and blessed with a, with a lot of great partners. One of the biggest partners I have today is Whataburger. I mean, it's my childhood. I mean, growing up, I was always uh, – driving through Waterbury, going to Waterbury, eating their hamburgers, drinking their shakes. And uh, my deal got put together just a couple of days ago. And, uh, and I'm actually going to join uh, MBM Motorsports, owned by my good friend, Carl Long. Carl's been a great friend for almost 30 years. 
And, and, and a lot of the people that are race fans that, that follow our industry know that Carl was a cup driver. Carl's been involved in, in this racing, NASCAR racing for a long time. So just last minute, I, uh, the way it all worked out, uh, you know, I'm going to join up with Carl Long, MBM Motorsports, the number 13 Toyota. It's a Toyota Supra. I'll be racing a Toyota Supra at pretty much every race. But unfortunately, with all my deals coming together late, you guys know because every time we're on the podcast, you know, Tyler, you asked me, well, what's been going on, you know, and I talked to you about trying to finish up putting deals together. And just so happened for me personally, a lot of my deals got put together late. So in our, in our, uh, in our industry, uh, a lot of the teams that wanted me to come drive for them couldn't wait for me because they had other opportunities, other drivers that had good funding behind them. And, and in our industry, you can't wait on the maybes you got to take when somebody's standing there with a check. So uh, once I got all my stuff put together just a couple of days ago, uh, I was able to secure a ride with Carl Long. And that was a awesome, a wonderful thing because I really, everything was so late. I, I was not really sure if I was even going to race in 2021. So, but there's a little bit of a hiccup there. So when I, when I met with Carl, Carl said, man, I'd love to have you, David. I've always wanted you to come drive one of my race cars. But he said, you know, the, cool, the coolest thing is all the great people and all the great sponsors you have. That's going to be awesome, you know. And, uh, but he said, there's only one issue we have, uh, the 13 car that I'll be driving uh, in 2021. He sold that car, that Xfinity race here at Daytona. He had already sold it. And I, can, and I love it that Carl's a man of his word. He tells somebody, hey, I'll make a deal with somebody. He's not going to renege on it. And I love that because, uh, you know, and that's what I love about Carl. He's got, he's, a, he's very, you know, he tells, he shakes your hand or tells you something. That's what's going to happen, you know. And uh, so uh, I will miss the Daytona Xfinity race this coming Saturday. But I'll be racing all 32 races the rest of the year. So, Unfortunately, I mean, as long as I've been doing this 24 years, I've never raced a Mesta race here at Daytona, and I'll be messing my first one. But, but it's not a bad deal, you know. At least I'll be racing uh, uh, 32 races, and uh, I look forward to it. We're gonna we, uh, Waterburger is gonna be our main sponsor. You're gonna come on board for about 19. Uh, we'll have a uh, 19 races. We'll have a uh, Waterburger as our main partner, but man, I have so many other partners to thank and uh, have been with me for a long time, but, but I'm just excited. It's just, it's been uh, sleepless nights, a lot of stress on me personally to, to, to get all this done, you know, and I think the normal race fans and a lot of race fans, they don't understand sometimes that this is very stressful, you know, uh, because our, our, you know, the, the Daytona 500, the kickoff of the season, it's going to happen. You know, but trying to get people to understand, hey, that we have timelines is sometimes challenging. But but the beautiful thing is, and the blessing of it is, I do have a deal. I'll be driving for Carl Long, MBM Motorsports in 2021, and we'll be racing the whole series except Daytona. So uh, you can sleep at night now, David, knowing that you have your plans kind of mapped out. Now, as far as this weekend's race in Daytona, are are you going to be helping with the team in any way, shape, or form or capacity? Well, I, I am. I'm going to be, uh, you know, working with the drivers. Carl has uh, the 66 car, 66 car, Timmy Hill. Uh, you know, he's he's got three cars in the Xfinity Series. So I'm just going to be hanging out with the guys, 
watching, listening, and see how they all work together, kind of understand the team and the, and the personnel, spend some time with the crew chiefs. And, uh, you know, I got some of my sponsors that are here at Daytona just coming to enjoy the race and uh, spending time with them. So uh, even though I won't be racing, I'll be working, you know. So, uh, but anyway, uh, just excited to, that we're going to be able to kick the season off. I'll get to start my, my season starts here at Daytona. It just won't be this Saturday. It'll be the following Saturday on the road course here. So uh, I'm excited about 2021. And, uh, you know, the, the sad part about it is, you know, we're still dealing with COVID-19 and all the restrictions uh, that, that the whole world is having to deal with. And in our sport of NASCAR racing, you know, not, not being able to see, you know, the speedway here, all the people that are usually here and, and all the fans, it's really just, it's sad and disappointing, but, uh, but for the, you know, the best that the sport will give the fans, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be what it's going to be. But I look forward to, you know, them relaxing some of the, uh, uh, some of the rules and, and how many people they can allow in the stands, uh, hopefully really soon so we can get our sport back to normal, you know. Yeah, that would be great to see. And uh, as far as this Carl Long deal, Dominic, you, you kind of played a role in it of some sorts of, uh, of David and uh, Carl coming together here. Well, I, you're too kind. I don't know about all of that, but definitely was, was chatting with David about a week ago. And we're just kind of just kind of asking him, hey, well, how does this look? And what's Daytona looking like? What's the season looking like? And as we were going back and forth, Carl's name got brought up and Dave's like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll see if we can, we can maybe put something together or at least talk with him. It doesn't hurt to, to drop by, you know, and sure enough, him and Dave and Carl, they hooked up. So I, I don't know if I had a small part in that, honestly, but <laughs> awesome to see that it did come together. Yeah, it was pretty cool. You know, uh, I, my mom, you know, the, the honest with you, my original plan was to go drive for SS Greenlight Racing, the number 07 car that I drove last year, some, and uh, Jason Miller, my, my good friend, Jason Miller as a crew chief and, that was my plan, you know, but, uh, but Bobby daughter, uh, partnered up with Rick Ware and Rick wanted to bring his son in to run nine races, uh, in the Xfinity series and the, uh, 07 car. Uh, and, and unfortunately that those nine races laid over about eight of the Whataburger races. So, you know, that, that wasn't going to work with, uh, with the sponsors I have, you know, even though that would have left me 24 races, uh, you know, you're talking about a, a team that's very competitive, but, uh, but unfortunately, uh, you know, it's all about our sponsors and what they want, what races they want. And uh, at the last minute, when I figured out that uh, that wasn't going to work, I was telling Dominic about the stress I was under and what was going on. And he had mentioned my good friend, Carl, Carl Long, you know, and I said, well, man, I need to call, I need to call Carl. I need to actually go by and see him. And Dominic actually gave me his address and uh, I drove over to Carl's and we put the deal together. So yeah, Dominic, you had, you, you did play a role in it, buddy. And thank you. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I certainly appreciate that. <laughs> As a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that people don't really know. And, you know, you just, you never know how it's all going to work out. You know, I'm just so thankful I'm just so thankful to, to, to be able to race another year in NASCAR or something I love. And I'm just thankful and blessed for all the great partners we have that make that possible for us. And, uh, man, it's, it's awesome, man. It's awesome. That's great. 
That's great to see, guys. And uh, tell us about Carl Long. Uh, I know that he's got a long history in the sport and everything, uh, you know, running uh, on the cup level as a driver and, and several different things. Uh, what can you tell us about Carl and just who he is and about his story? Well, you know, I don't really know Carl's his story that well, but I do know uh, back when I was racing the number 75 Spears uh, truck in the, in the NASCAR Camp World Truck Series, Carl was uh, campaigning. He had his own cup car, and he was racing in the Cup Series. I mean, he would work on it at night and work late until the middle of the night into the morning, and then he would get dressed, and he'd come to work. He, he, worked, at, uh, he, he worked at our our truck team, you know, and it was kind of cool because I'd be at the racetrack racing my truck. Carl would be out there trying to qualify his cup car, you know. So uh, that passion and that determination and the love he has for the sport is it aligns well with me, you know, and uh, he's such a good family man and uh, he's honest. He's got a lot of integrity and uh, he's just a hard worker, man. He's like most of us. We just work hard and, and uh, I really, we, we've had a great relationship for almost 30 years. And, uh, you know, we, we've always kid around over the years said one day you're going to come drive my race car. He would tell me, and I said, yeah, but one day I might, you know, and uh, it's kind of interesting how we ended up together in 2021, but what a great guy. He, uh, he has actually uh, – he's got two cars uh, trying to make the Daytona 500. Practice has just started out there, and uh, he's trying to get both his cup cars into the Daytona 500, so they're practicing right now. And tonight you'll have a single car qualifying. And then, the you know, the, the big stress for Carl Long and MBM Motorsports on the cup side will be tomorrow night during the, the duels 125s trying to – drive his uh, his two drivers to drive their way into the Daytona 500 and one of the drivers is uh, Timmy Hill and the other driver is uh is Smitley uh uh I can't uh Ger I don't can't don't Garrett remember Smith. how to what is it Garrett Smithley Garrett, yeah. Garrett Smithley yes Smithley's driving his uh his second car and uh I'm just here to give him some more puller and hopefully uh you know Carl will have two cars in the Daytona 500 which will be kind of awesome you know so a lot of drama will be played out the next couple of days just just on the cup side for Carl and David a lot of fans know that you have run some cup races for Carl Long in the past 2017 I believe if memory serves correctly I have to ask you has Carl brought up about <laughs> hey dude we got to throw you in a, in a cup race or two this season you know there's been a lot of talks in the last three or four days about it you know but uh you know, I got to understand my I'm 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 so competitive and uh you know, I told Carl I want to you know, before I start talking about cup races and running a cup race here and there, I want to make sure that we can get that number 13 Waterburger Toyota uh Supra running strong on the Xfinity side, you know what I mean? Until we can get that thing performing performing like, you know, start start getting top 15s every week. I mean, that's that's my main priority right now. If, if he needs me to help him out, run a cup race, I will. But my focus is 100% on trying to get, you know, trying to get our Xfinity car very competitive, you know. And, and people know, uh, yeah, you know, that the, the Roger Penske's and the Joe Gibbs and the Richard Childress's and, uh, you know, Dale Earnhardt Jr., their cars, you know, their cars have budgets of, you know, 15, 14, 12, 10, $8 million, you know. We don't, we're not even operating anywhere close to that. So, you know, telling you guys, hey, we're going to try to win a race in 2021. Now, there are races, uh, 
the, the great equalizer races, we call it, the Talladegas and the Daytonas. So there's an opportunity there to win a race. But for the most part, if we can take Carl's team, the number 13 Toyota car, and we can put it in the top 15 every week, that's almost like a win for us. So but my, my main priority is to, to make sure that on the Xfinity side that we're very competitive. And, and if we're not built on it, what we got to do to get better and better every week. And, uh, and running a cup race is not a priority right now. But, Dominic, I would tell you that it's not off – you know, it's not out of the question that you won't see me run three, four, maybe five cup races. That's awesome. We'll, yeah. we'll look forward to seeing that and seeing David wheel it in the cup series on Sundays. And speaking of Sunday, would, this Sunday is the 63rd installment of the Daytona 500. Guys, we have 44 cars trying to make the race. This is the biggest entry list since 2016, since NASCAR scrapped the Cup Series build from 43 to 40. There's a lot of good cars that are going to try to race their way in this week. And it's just going to be a great way to kick off the season. Like you said, Tyler, Fox has been campaigning that this is the greatest season ever. It's starting off with some great cars going home. Absolutely, man. It's going to be a lot of drama, you know. And, uh, you know, I think back to to last year and, and my friend Carl Long again, you know, him and his driver, Timmy Hill, you know, they were a Cinderella story. I mean, they made the Daytona 500 and uh, man, what a story that was. There's so many great stories within the Daytona 500. It's not, it's not really just about the winner of the Daytona 500. It is, but there's so many storylines before you even run the Daytona 500. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And there, like I said, there's going to be a lot of good cars that are going home after the duels on Thursday night. But, guys, I mean, I have to ask you all, too, with the Daytona 500 and, you know, like you said, it's the great equalizer. Who do you guys have towards your top of the list of who you think is going to come out victorious on Sunday? Well, I think that you have to start out the discussion with Denny Hamlin. I mean, he's won the last two of these, and he also won a few years back. I mean, he's the three-time champion of this race. He's got to be the odds-on favorite, but you can't discount Ryan Blaney, what he's done at, at plate tracks. Chase Elliott's been running really good. I think those are your favorites, but uh, what about if you want to talk about a guy that would be a good story of sorts? love to see Ryan Newman find a way to get to victory lane after what he went through last year not only just the fact that uh of having that injury and we didn't know if he was alive for one but the fact that he was one turn away from winning this whole thing last year that would be an incredible story if uh, Ryan Newman could come home with his uh, second Daytona 500 those are kind of the guys I'm watching for David who are you watching for Man, you know, uh, Tyler, you hit it right on the head. You know, you know, you you got it. When you think of the Daytona 500, the name that, that comes to mind for me is Denny Hamlin because he's been so strong at the restrictor plate racetracks, Talladega, Daytona, and it, and he kind of reminds me of Dale Earnhardt. You know, I mean, when when Dale Earnhardt wanted to go to the front and lead a race at these restrictor plate races, he did it. You know, and and you just watch Denny Hamlin. It's like. I mean, they just really have this restrictor plate racing figured out, and you got to have a good race car to do that. And uh, and Joe Gibbs gives Denny Hamlin what he needs, and I think he is probably the the uh, you know uh, you know the odds. I don't know what the odds are, but he's he's the guy. I think they're all going to be shooting for during the Daytona 500 to win it. But like you said, there's so many other uh, Ryan Blaney, uh, you know Ryan Newman. I mean. You look at Eric Jones driving for Richard Petty Motorsports. I think Eric's going to bring a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, that's going to. I'm, I'm interested to see how the 43 car runs. 
you know, you look at Michael Jordan coming in for his first race with the, the 23, him and Denny owning the 23 car. There's just a lot of storylines. It's going to be very, very interesting to see uh, see how the race plays out and, and to see who the strong cars are before they drop the checker flag and we when we, we crown another champion of the Daytona 500. But, uh, but you know, but Tyler, like you were saying, you can't discard Denny Hamlin. You know, you think of Denny and I, and he's, he's the guy that's, that has a good shot at winning. But, uh, but, you know, you look at Chase Elliott, you know, you look at the Hendrick cars, uh, it's going to be interesting, you know, and obviously this race, a lot of luck, you know, you got to have a lot of luck as well. Uh, and you, you know, you're always afraid, Hey, is, is the big one going to happen? You know, and if the big one does happen, which, which contenders it's going to take out that have a shot at winning the race. So man, there's so much going on. And, and, and when you win the Daytona 500, it's so special. It's like winning. It is our Super Bowl of NASCAR racing. So when you win it, you've done something that's really, really special. And uh, for all of us race fans uh, that watch that race and enjoy the sport, it's just a lot of drama. The drama is starting now, but uh, but it's just a cool race, man. So uh, hard yeah. to hard to hard to pick who's going to win, you know. How about well, you, you guys are absolutely right. Denny Hamlin is the odds-on favorite at 8-1 to one at the taping of this podcast. And some of the other guys that are like 10-1, to one, you have Chase Elliott, Brad Keselowski, Ryan Blaney, Kyle Busch about 15-1. to one. So, yeah, odds-on favorite, Denny Hamlin. It is his race to lose on Sunday. Yeah, uh, he'll certainly be the, the one to a watch for. And uh, what I would say, too, guys, uh, the last two years, I, I know that the events with Ryan Newman at the end – unfolded to be just, you know, just scary. It was disturbing, you know, what, and we're all glad he walked away and, and that there was the rain delay that pushed it back to Monday and all that. But the last two years, we've had two of the best Daytona 500s ever. David, do you think that we're going to see another all-time race? Is this, does this have the makings, do you think, to live up to what we've seen expectation-wise for the Daytona 500 again? Well, I, I believe it does, you know, and just uh... – the racing in general over the last two or three years has been really good in our sport, you know, just, uh, you know, just, just NASCAR in general, the truck racing, the Xfinity racing and the cup series, man, the racing has been awesome, uh, you know, here the last two or three years. And, uh, and I, I, you know, to kind of, I'm looking forward to the duels races tomorrow night, because that'll kind of give you an indication of what the Daytona 500 is going to look like. But, but, you know, if, 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 if history repeats itself, I mean, last year was incredible. So uh, I, I'm thinking it's going to be a, just an incredible race, and uh, I hope so anyway. But uh, but I'm sure it is. But tomorrow night, that during the duels, will kind of be an indicator how Sunday's going to look. Yeah, I think so. I think you're absolutely right about that, David. Uh, as uh, as far as that goes, and uh, looking at the other series too, the uh, truck. In Xfinity series, uh, what are we expecting to see from them? Dom, I know you follow those series closely here. David, of course, uh, being the Xfinity series driver, he is as well. Um, sometimes those are better races than even the 500 in some years. Yeah, I don't think you guys are wrong there. And, and I think when you look at Daytona, you kind of have to put the words JR Motorsports in that same sense when you look at the Xfinity field. Tyler Reddick, Michael Annette, Noah Gregson, they've won the last three races. So three different drivers with JR Motorsports, yeah. Junior Motorsports, that is, has won that race on Saturday and kicked off the year on a high note. I, I don't think it's out of question to think it's their race to lose in the Xfinity side of things as well. Yeah, and, that, and, that, and that's cool. I mean, you know, there's such so many powerhouse cars and, 
in the Xfinity series, but I'm always, always looking for that Cinderella story, you know, because you can take a, a team or a car or a driver that's with the team that's very underfunded and he can put his car in the victory lane. That's what's cool about Talladega and Daytona. So, uh, having the opportunity, you know, if everything aligns up well for your team and yourself that day, it is possible that you could see an underdog in victory lane, you know, and, and I love that about Talladega and Daytona as well. So, and man, the truck series, whoo, man, I remember being in the Daytona races at Daytona, you know, here in Daytona, and man, God, it's so much fun, but the trucks punch such a big hole in the air and all the people behind you get such big runs. That, that, to me, is probably the most exciting race of Speed Week is the truck race. And, uh, and you know, that'll happen Friday night here. And uh, But, man, again, you know, it's just uh, anytime you win at Talladega or Daytona, you've done something special because it's challenging and tough. And you, you want to you make sure you're not in the big one, as they say, the big wreck. But, sure. uh, but all three series will produce great, exciting racing, and I'm looking forward to, to viewing it this year. And, and I'm sad to say I won't be part of the Xfinity one, but, right. you can, you, you know, but I'll be here next week racing, so I'm excited. Yeah. Well, looking at the, uh, the overall season as a whole, the uh, biggest storyline, it seems, going into this weekend is the return of Kyle Larson. We haven't seen him since the pandemic began. And uh, he's now with a new team, that five car with Hendrick Motorsports. And there's a couple things to think about, David, about Kyle Larson's return. Not only the fact that he's with a new team, but he wasn't there all season last year when all these teams ran without practice and qualifying and adapted to that. And we saw, uh, you know, some big changes. Some teams faded when the practice and qualifying went away. It was it was a much different NASCAR, it felt, compared to pre-pandemic. Do uh, you think for Kyle Larson, do you think for him, going to a new team, jumping in without the practice and qualifying, which he hasn't been through? And I, I know that he did really well on the dirt circuits in such in his time off. Do you think there's going to be a bit of an adjustment period of sorts for Kyle Larson in 2021? Well, man, Dominic, you bring up a good point, but you did say Kyle Larson, you know, and, and I every – dirt race you know whether it be the chili bowl or you know a dirt wedge late model car i mean the guy can win i mean his car control his talent level i mean i'd want to say he's probably one of the all-time best dirt racers ever puts him up there with aj Foyt. but that being said you know he is driving for rick Hendricks. uh you know he is kyle larson even though there's been a lot of changes since the last time he drove in nascar uh, I don't think any of those things you, you spoke about, Dominic, are gonna, or Tyler, are going to be an issue for Kyle Larson. I think you're going to see him get back in that seat, especially driving for Hendrick Motorsports. And it wouldn't surprise me if we saw Kyle Larson in victory lane here in Daytona. If not, not this week, sometime really soon. Uh, you know, no matter what the rule changes were, or there is practice or no practice, when you're dealing with the, with the technology, the engineering, the crew chiefs that that are employed over there at, at Hendrick Motorsports, <coughs> you know they're, uh, you know it's it's going to be it's it's not going to be something that they're going to work on. Uh, I think you'll see Carl Larson right away win a race. That's how how much uh, you know how how much that I'm, uh, you know I don't think any things are going to be an issue. What I agree you? with you there, David. I think it's Kyle Larson's season to make the playoffs. I think we will see him win a couple of races and. 
hey, we can circle back in September and see if we were right or not. But I really do think Kyle's going to be a part of that 16-driver playoff. And he might win some races. I really think this is a guy that could advance through the playoffs. Like you said, his, his record on dirt last year was just impeccable. And what he's going to do in the Cup Series this year, it'll be quite the comeback story when, not if, but when he finds victory lane in that five car and return the five to victory lane for Hendrick Motorsports. Yeah, that'll be a big deal for uh, Rick to have that five car back in there. Also, the debut of the 2311 racing team driven <laughs> by Bubba Wallace, owned by Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin. Dom, I'll start with you this time. What do you think is a realistic expectation for that team? We know that they've sold out sponsorship. They got funding. What do you think uh, is realistic? We know it's not easy to start a new team in this sport. Absolutely. And, and I was reading earlier this week, too, that Michael Jordan had told Bubba Wallace, look, we're going to partner with you. You can't run in the back anymore. So I know there's a lot of pressure on Bubba Wallace. I think, and again, we can circle back in September and see if we were right or if we were wrong. But I, I don't think it's out of question to think Wallace has a strong enough car where he could point his way into the playoffs. Maybe he finishes the year with double-digit top tens. I think certainly it has set the stage for his biggest season yet. I think the biggest of his career. And possibly a breakout one in 2021. I don't think it's out of possibility there either. If you have the Joe Gibbs racing alignment like they have for, for Bubba to go out and win a race, I think he could possibly win a race this year and make the playoffs. And even if that doesn't happen, I feel like if we're coming up on September and that playoff cut line's coming, I think there's a really good chance we're talking about Wallace being able to point his way into the playoffs if he hasn't won at that point. What do you think, David? What do you think about Bubba and that a new uh, 23 team? Well, here's what I think. Michael Jordan, champion, all-time great. Denny Hamlin, uh, just uh, one of the top drivers in our, in our industry. Uh, you talk about Joe Gibbs, uh, one of the top teams in our industry. Um, so all that being said, and, and like uh, Dominic was saying, the alliance they have with Joe Gibbs, those are Joe Gibbs race cars. There's a, a Toyota Gibbs Motors. You have everything. There's uh, there is not a budget. You have, you know, you you have everything you need to build a winning championship caliper team. And I think what you guys are talking about, the pressure is on for the driver. <laughs> you know, uh, and most of us drivers, I can assure you, anybody in our industry or any you know anybody would love to be the one <laughs> to have that all that pressure on you because. You know, you're talking about a race team, an organization that's going to have everything it needs, whether you're talking technology, engineering, uh, the best people in the industry uh, uh, that work at the shop, a manufacturer that's behind you 110%. You have everything, wind tunnel, everything that you could want in this sport, that team will have. Uh, so there's going to be tons of pressure on the driver. But any driver in our sport would love to have that opportunity. And if it all works out right for them, uh, you should see that car uh, as, a, as a playoff contender, no doubt about it. Okay, a couple more things before we get to news and notes. Just real quick, guys. Uh, we know about the new schedule and all these new tracks that are uh, going to be part of the 2021 season. David, what do you think is going to be the biggest challenge <laughs> for these drivers and teams here uh, this year with uh, the all the adjustments that are going on. We saw an exciting clash. Do you think that's a good sign for, for things to come this year? Absolutely. You know, just, just 
you know, where the, where the season ended off, you know, man, the, how good the racing was last year and how the, you know, they crowned Chase Elliott as a champion, a champion there in Phoenix. The racing was just great. And, uh, you know, I don't think there was really big, big rule changes to the cars and stuff like that. <clears throat> you know, some of the new racetracks coming up, uh, racing at Bristol Motor Speedway on the dirt is one that comes to mind. Racing in, in back in my home state, uh, Austin, Texas, at the new Coda track is another thing that comes to mind. You know, uh, adding the Nashville Super Speedway back on the schedule for the Cup Series. I like all the changes, you know. I think all the changes are great, but, you know, you're talking about the Cup Series, and these drivers are the best drivers in the world that drive these race cars. And, uh, you know, I don't really think – I think we're going to see some great racing. I'm excited to see how the, how the Cup cars act at, at Bristol on the dirt, and, and it's exciting to see them come to a new venue uh, in Austin, Texas at COTA for the road race there. So there's a lot of exciting changes going on in the sport. And, I, and I'm, I'm excited to watch it and see how it all plays out. You know what I mean? So, yeah, a lot of, a lot of cool things happening. And, and uh, it's going to be cool to watch and see how successful it is in our industry. Yeah, for sure. Let's, uh, let's go around the room. I got one quick question before we get to news and notes. I'll start with Dom. Give me one name who wins the Daytona 500 and who wins the championship in 2021. Okay, I'm going to go This is a man that has never won the Daytona 500, but I think he's one of your strong contenders on Sunday, Brad Keselowski. Keselowski will win your Daytona 500 on Sunday. And as far as champions, I look for Chase Elliott to go back-to-back in 2021. Ooh, okay. That, that, that would be a, something. He said today that he's not looking to defend his title. He's back on offense. He's taken – an aggressive approach to the 2021 season. David, who do you like to win the 500 and who do you like to win the champ, the uh, cup championship? Well, I mean, you know, uh, golly, there's so many different guys, but if you had to pick one, I'll pick Denny Hamlin. Uh, and then to win the championship in the cup side, I, I think, you know, Kevin Harvick has something to prove, you know, when he won nine races last year and then was in the playoffs and had a bad race. I don't remember where the race was and it knocked Martin's him out of the, contentions to to win a championship you know I think uh, I don't think that set well with Kevin and, and I think his team and I think Kevin I think they're going to be uh, you know their goal this year is to win a championship and uh, you know you look at a team at that Stuart Haas team and to see how strong Kevin was all year long and for him not even to have a, ch- a shot at being the champion you know, I mean, I'm sure they, they got something to prove. And, and uh, you know, that's that's their main goal is to win a championship. So I look for, forward to – I think Kevin Harvick will be a, a contender at the end of the year, and you might see Kevin Harvick win a championship. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you. I got Kevin winning the championship. Guys, we've seen his age are retiring now. The clock is running out on Kevin Harvick to get that second championship. I think that he finds a way to get it done here in 2021. Uh, as far as the race goes, uh, I like Ryan Blaney. This guy's been incredible on plate racing, and he's getting better and better every single year. I think Blaney gets it done. I- I'm a Ryan Blaney fan. You know, he's probably my favorite cup driver right now, in all honesty. Uh, I hope he wins it. Uh, it'd be great to see. So that's my pick. Uh, let's go ahead and get to 
this week's NASCAR news and notes. Dominic, uh, plenty going on heading into Daytona this week. Martin Truex, he got some good news uh, today. Absolutely. That, would I would say, is our top story. We've talked about the clash and Kyle Busch coming away victorious in his second victory. But perhaps the biggest news story before we came on air this morning, Martin Truex signing that contract extension with Joe Gibbs Racing that will be good through the 2022 NASCAR Cup Series schedule. Truex has run with the team since 2019 after Furniture Row shut down. He replaced Daniel Suarez. He's won in both seasons. He's been with Joe Gibbs Racing, including a championship four appearance in 2019. So Truex is off the market. Uh, David, uh, your thoughts on that? It seems like there's just no reason for that marriage to break up. They got a great driver, great team. They got the funding there. There's no reason for Martin to, to leave uh, JG. Yeah, I would have been surprised if they wouldn't have signed the extension. Uh, you know, when you have a, uh, a recipe with Martin Truex Jr., Joe Gibbs Racing, all the great partners, and a, and a, and a manufacturer that's so behind him, I mean, you're, you're talking cha uh, championship caliper team. I, I would have never, you know, I would have been so surprised if they would have broke that nucleus up. Uh, but, you know, it's good to finally get that behind them. And uh, I think they all knew that it, that it was all going to work out. But, you know, it does it does somewhere along the line, there's some distractions there. You know, now that you've got that put to rest, you don't even have to think about it anymore. You know, I, I think uh, look for Martin Truex Jr. I know, again, you know, you're talking championship caliper team. He ran so well last night. I mean, just, you know, they're going to be a contender all year long. So uh, that's good news for them and, and good for good for Truex, you know. Yeah, I like Martin. Uh, I think that his second championship is going to be coming sooner rather than later, too. I mean, he's, uh, he's still got some good racing ahead of him, I think, uh, in the near future there with uh, JGR. And uh, Dom, what else we got going? So that's it as far as our NASCAR news and notes. But, man, I agree with you all. I think there's still a lot of time left for Martin Truex. I know he just turned 40, so he's one of the elder statesmen in the Cup Series. But I think wins are just around the corner for him. I know he only won one race last year, but there's still more in the bank, I think. And it's hard to not think Truex will be a contender for the title this season. Oh, yeah, I think he's due for a big year, Martin Will. Uh, I think we're talking about at least four, maybe five wins for Martin Truex in 2021. Uh, time for this week's Ask David. We take your questions on Facebook and Twitter at David Star Podcast. Star Podcast, uh, you can find us there. And uh, also the email address, davidstarpodcast.gmail.com. We uh, certainly wish uh, appreciate you guys reaching out to us. And, uh, David, our first question comes from Bill. Bill writes uh, on uh, Twitter, he wants to know, David, what's your favorite Daytona 500 memory over the years? You know, I guess <laughs> there's been a lot of them, but as a little boy, I remember watching the 1976 Daytona 500 with my dad. Um, man, I, you know, I was just a little boy then, but I, I remember, you know, Richard Petty and the and, and uh, the great duel with Richard Petty and David Pearson, you know. Uh, man, I just, uh, you know, I saw that live on television as a little kid, and that always stayed with me, you know. And, uh, man, that, that was just one that just kind of pops out when you think of historical Daytona 500s, the one I watched. I wasn't here. I was young. I was just a young kid. But 
that was kind of one that was like, wow, man, NASCAR racing, the excitement. And, uh, and then later on in life, when you grow up and you get to live your dream and be part of, a, uh, be part of NASCAR racing and, and make a living doing it, and you know, you're living your dream being a race car driver and you get to meet Richard Petty uh, and you get to, and got to meet David Pearson and his family and to see those guys and know them and ask them about that day, that race. And uh, that, that just one that kind of sticks out with me, you know, is one of the all time great Daytona 500s. One that I remember it would be the 1976 Daytona 500 for me personally. Okay. Don, what about you? What are some of your favorite Daytona 500s? I'd have to say as a kid watching 2005, seeing Jeff Gordon fall back with seven laps to go from the lead and then clawing his way back up right before a crash, holding off Kurt Busch and Tony Stewart for his third Daytona 500. That was a very exciting one to watch as an 11-year-old kid. And then, honestly, I think being there for the first time in 2016 was a lot of fun. And Denny Hamlin edging Martin Truex Jr. in that photo finish, that was awesome to see. So I've been to three Daytona 500s. I would have to say that 2016 one, though, was, was just awesome to be there, just to kind of soak it all in. Sold-out crowd, the first year of the Daytona Rising Project complete. Look like a true stadium experience yeah. walking into that speedway. So, for me, how about you, Tyler? Yeah, uh, 2005 comes to mind as a Jeff Gordon fan. Uh, I remember watching that with my parents, my mom being a big Gordon fan, too. And uh, that was just an incredible day. Um, also think about the year Trevor Bain won the Daytona 500. That was so out of left field and out of nowhere. No one saw that coming. It was on the headlines of every newspaper, every TV outlet the next day. It was just shocking. It was an upset. I mean, it, it was like it was a lot like watching a 16 seed upset of one in the NCAA tournament when UMBC beat Virginia. It had that type of feel to it when Trevor Bain won the Daytona 500. So those are the ones that come to mind. I love going there, you know, in, in 19 and 20 and seeing Denny Hamlin win the 500. And it seems, uh, I guess that uh, Denny can't win this weekend since I'm not there. I mean, that just <laughs> there, there you go. Exactly. We'll, we'll be back yeah. next year, Tyler. And Denny will win again. Exactly. Um, all right. One more uh, question uh, from the mailbag this week. Uh, this one, it, uh, it comes from Andrew. Andrew is uh, is writing to us on uh, on on Facebook, and uh, Andrew wants to know, David, uh, do, do you have a bold prediction, something that you think uh, is going to happen in 2020 that maybe uh, we haven't mentioned, some something crazy? What's a bold prediction for this year? Man, that's a great question. You know, I uh, you know with all the big changes in the sport and everything going on, it's going to be, I mean, there's a lot of bold things that are going to happen, you know, that haven't happened yet. Um, so that's a great question. And I don't have a specific answer for it, but, but, you know, I think NASCAR is being bold and making a lot of these bold changes. And, uh, and I'm just can't wait to see how it all turns out. You know what I'm saying? So personally, I don't really have anything that's that, that's so bold. I want to share with everybody, but, uh, but I think, uh, but I think our sport is really stepped out there and made a lot of bold changes. And I'm, and I'm looking forward like everybody else to see how it all works out, you know, but, but I, you know, one of the things uh, it's not bold, but I think the sport we need, our sport needs the fans back. We need the engagement with the sponsors 
to bring them back. We need the fans back. Without without the people, the sport doesn't work. You know what I mean? So, uh, man, I, I just can't wait. And hopefully soon, I don't know if it's May, June, or, you know, I just hope everything, our whole country, the world gets back to normal where, where we can witness bold things happening on the racetrack, you know. So, uh, yeah. so anyway – that's a great question, and I just think the whole sport is being bold right now, so we'll see how it all okay. turns out. Sure, sure. Um, I'll go along your lines. I think we're going to be back to full capacity by the time the NASCAR playoffs roll around. The way things are going with this pandemic and everything, I feel really good about seeing those seats filled again when we get to come playoff time in September. And maybe that's more hopeful in that idea, but that's where I think that we're going towards this pandemic as far as getting this under control and getting fans back in seats and such. It'd be certainly great to see if that happens. Also, how about William Byron? This guy broke through, got his first career cup win last year at Daytona there. He won one of the dual races at Daytona too. I think uh, that he and he's going to have a good year. I like him to get in victory lane a couple times in uh, 2021. I think we see a breakout season from William Byron. So that's my two kind of bold predictions. How about you, Dom? I'm with you. I'm very hopeful we're going to see grandstands back to capacity. Yes, I think we will still have a little bit of the mask wearing. I think we're, we're not out of the woods on that yet, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to see fans back in those grandstands, especially as we come out of, the playoffs and the NFL too. And I, I think we were talking earlier off air, Tyler, that the CDC is hoping and thinking that the Super Bowl next year will have full capacity. So in order to get there, there's going to be, I think some other sports and other venues that have that full capacity or, or near it. And I think NASCAR could be within that discussion. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Any uh, other bold prediction of sorts down for the season? Man, you know what? I, I think we'll have a couple of first time winners this year whether that be somebody like a Tyler Reddick or Noah Gregson running the super speeder races, maybe he sneaks a win at Talladega. Is that pretty bold? Cause I, I don't, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. No. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think in the Xfinity side, anybody not named Austin centric winning the Xfinity title. Is a bold <laughs> prediction at this point. That's true. I think it's his title to lose. <laughs> so, Absolutely. There you have it. David, before we get out of here today, uh, tell us uh, one more time just uh, about these these next few days, what they look like, what they mean to you, man. What's uh, just some final thoughts before we run? Oh, man, just I'm here at Daytona just uh, uh, spending time with some of my partners, some of my sponsors who are like family, working with, uh, you know, Carl Long and my new team. Uh, you know, I'm excited like everybody else to watch the duels race tomorrow night. Um you know, watch the truck race, Xfinity race, and see who wins the Daytona 500. So, you know, always uh, I'm going to run over to New Smyrna and watch a little asphalt racing and maybe take in a little dirt racing at Volusia. But, uh, but man, to kick off our 2021 race season here with Speed Weeks at Daytona, it don't get much better than that, buddy. So uh, it's been pretty awesome so far, and I, I just look forward to the, to the rest of the week here. I look forward to getting back in my race car, getting back to competition in NASCAR. And, uh, man, I, I want to thank all of our, our podcast listeners and the people that, that tune in every week and listen to our podcast. I mean, I, I'm, I'm honored. What an honor it is to have people that, that tune in to what we guys love and what we like to talk about and that will listen to our podcast. So, man, can't thank them enough. We're humbled to have fans that, that listen to our podcast and, 
and again, I think we say this a lot, you know, if, uh, if there's something they want to hear us talk about or there's something that they w- that they can tell us to make us have a better podcast, we're all ears. You know, we, we like great feedback. Let us know what it might be. And, uh, and man, I uh, this has been a lot of fun, man. You never know when we're doing our podcast where we're going to be. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We love doing it. Dom, you guys are going to be all over the Daytona 500 and the 2021 season, all the racing experts. And uh, I think you got boots on the ground, Daytona, too. What's it going on there on a TRE this week? Well, unfortunately, this year we don't have boots on the ground at the Speedway, but we've got a lot of our great riders, Justin Molillo, Jonathan Field, Adam Kuhn, Nick Lewis, they, they keep the wheels turning on that. And, and I got to really quickly mention here too, kind of picking back off what David was talking about, appreciating the fans and kind of going a step further too. Adam Kuhn, one of our staff writers, had, he and I were going back and forth earlier this week. And, and I, I think I had shown you guys too some of the renderings. We have a driver in iRacing in the Galaxy Cup Series, one of the more prominent leagues that runs in iRacing. They run full race seasons. And Josh Coppernell, the guy who runs the league, is putting the Let's Go Racing with David Starr logo and stickers on his virtual race car. So we'll be sure to update you all on that. And, hey, Josh, we like the library there. I think that paint scheme looks pretty nice. What do you think about it, Dave? Yeah, Josh, thank you for doing that. It's very kind of you. And uh, hopefully that brings you some luck on the eye racing. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's pretty cool, man. That's, that's pretty neat that they would, that Josh would do that. We're, uh, we're honored and uh, good luck with all of that. And thank you for doing it. Yes, no, no doubt about it. We'll be rooting him on for sure. Well, we got to get out of here. David's uh, got a busy week ahead. And uh, for more racing coverage, uh, not only get the racing experts, Quick plug, uh, the Jones Report, the, the other podcasts I do, uh, FS1's Adam Alexander is going to join me to uh, talk more about Daytona in the 21, 2021 season. So I'd encourage you to check that out, too. Awesome. Uh, on, uh, on all your podcast providers. Subscribe to this show, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review or don't leave us one at all. You can also follow us on social media on uh, Facebook, David Star Podcast, Twitter, at Star Podcast, and uh, also email davidstarpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us all there. For David Starr and Dominic Aragon, I'm Tyler Jones. Saying so long. This has been another edition of Let's Go Racing. We'll put the checkered flag out on this episode and see you next week.